this is Miss Hancock. And I'm Mason Dubicek. So Mason, we've talked about some pretty difficult things today and maybe some things that, that employers are not looking at, but I'll tell you what every business is looking at. They want to increase their sales and they want to keep the clients that they have. That's true. Let's talk about that. Offline, we have talked about quite a few other topics today and mainly around this tool that I created called the Human Capital Calculator that, that allows a business owner to go in and do analysis, plug in their real numbers to find out what the costs and rewards are tied to action and inaction related to employee turnover, employee engagement, theft, workers' comp, and it's tough, they're tough subjects. Tough subjects. So we've been talking right. a little bit offline, and we've got other videos to talk about those things. But this one, let's focus on the portion of the human capital calculator that looks at the rewards tied to increased sales and client retention. And very top of mind. Because very a, lot of business, top of mind. a lot of business owners get hit with, oh, we got the sales trainer, we got this management trainer, customer service training. I'm a fan of it. Right, yeah, but, good know, stuff. You know, it's, um, you know I, I, years ago when I got out of college and became a professional, um, I remember talking to general managers of car dealerships, and that was what my job was, selling sales training, but that's neither here nor there. But anyhow, um, I couldn't tell you how many people were reluctant to invest in training their people because they're like, uh, turnover's so bad that why would we bother because they're not going to stay. Right. And. And they say, using my traditional methods, I've had good employees. Using the same methods, I've hired people I wish I hadn't. The only thing I've learned is what I'm doing doesn't effectively help me predict success. What do you do? And, I, and, and my knee-jerk reaction, not to be a smart out, but my knee-jerk reaction was, well, what's your other alternative? Having them remain untrained and staying? Yeah, right. You know, a little cliche, but, I mean... You don't want that legit either. Legit question. You yeah. don't want that either. But, um, you know, and that's kind of even how I got into this business was because... Uh, you know, I saw companies investing lots of money in training and, and seeing people walk out the door because they weren't fit. They didn't and hire right the first time. They didn't hire right the first yeah. time. And I, right. and I saw an article in, uh, in Sun Power Magazine, Personal Sun Power Magazine, and it had a, a featured a study by Michigan State University School of Business on predicting success in the workplace. It said pre-employment testing was the number one predictor of future success by a three-to-one margin over interviews, past experience, and education. And it wasn't that hard to figure out why because, I mean, as an interviewer, you know, your decision only sounds fast. Right, and you're base. looking at a resume and hoping that all everything on that resume is correct. And, and it isn't. Right. I, mean, I, I saw an article in uh, Inc. Magazine, and uh, maybe entrepreneurs said roughly 33% of resumes are embellished. And then I saw an article, I think it was Restaurants Institution Magazine, I think it was 72 or 73% of applications are embellished. Whatever, it's over 70. Right. And, uh, you know... Do the math on that right down the middle and say 50% of that information is accurate. Bigger issue is you don't know which half, but you're still expected to conduct a meaningful interview. Exactly. You know, and, you're, and, and if you ask for references, you know, people hand pick Most people are not going to give you a reference. Oh my gosh, don't hire them. Right. Bad news. They're going to hand pick those. Um, drug tests are like liquid intelligence tests because it says right there, you know, we're going to drug test you when you apply. They know to stay clean for 30 days and right. then they go back to their drug abuse. Not medicine. helpful. Um, background checks, which I am an advocate for. Um, it protects companies from negative hiring lawsuits, and it does identify high-risk candidates, but there's a whole bunch of people that it doesn't miss, and that's the people that did things they weren't supposed to but weren't caught or weren't prosecuted or weren't prosecuted successfully even though they did it. Um, so, you know, I, I see all the shortcomings on that, but um, if you can get um, the right people in the right seats, as Jim Collins talks about in his book, um, uh, Good to Great, your chances of success are a lot, a lot better. I mean, think about it. What's the difference? I would, I would challenge any business owner to look at the sales performance of their top rep mm -hmm. and their worst rep and say, how many times can you afford to pick the wrong one? Yeah, right. And if you're hiring and hoping, not a, not a good strategy. <laughs> so, um, you know, 
what can you do? I think employers need to do everything in their power to gather as much job-related information as they can about an applicant before they make a hiring decision. Um, if not, they're agreeing to play Russian roulette without checking all the chambers of the weapon first. There you go. So, you know, what's the payoff? Well, let's just say a company does $20 million in annual sales, um, gross, and a profit margin is 25%, and, you know, you're talking about $5 million in annual sales net. Well, what, what if you could just, this business owner, what if you could just improve your sales by 15% or improve your customer retention by 15%? Well, then we love that. Because a lot of times um, it's, uh, you know, sales revenue is a combination of closing percentage times the number of selling opportunities. You know, and, uh, you know, so how do you create the selling opportunities? How do you close the percentage? Yeah, but it's also customer retention plus new account acquisition. Right. So both sides of those things. So, yes, you want good salespeople, but you also want... You, you don't have salespeople bringing in three new accounts in the front door if you got four blown out the back because right. they need to take care of. Exactly. So, you know, how do you do that? Well, 15% of that, $750,000 a year. So the payoff's pretty good. And we're not talking about some crazy, oh, what if you doubled your sales? Like, we're just talking about what if you increase it by 15% yeah. between your sales and customer retention. Right. And, uh, you know, how many times have people had a bad experience and I'm never going to go back to that company again? I just did this yesterday with the company, so. Or they... Or they <laughs> Or people put Google reviews on them, like, hey, I had a bad experience. Yeah, right. The problem was they didn't have a bad experience with that company, they had a bad experience with that one person. Exactly. But to that upset customer, or former customer, right. that one person You've lost them. was your company. Right. So I can't stress the importance of getting it right the first, first time. First time. Hire right. right. Make sure you've got good, quality people of high integrity in place in the beginning that really do want to help the, the clients in your yeah, I love I'm, it. I'm, an, I'm an advocate for pre-employment testing for skill, attitude, values, behavior. I want to know. I want to screen for honest, reliable, drug-free employees with a work ethic. I want to screen for people who salespeople can sell. I mean, right. if the job's asking them to come to work every day and be something they're not, you know, you take people like you know, take a personality trait such as uh, oh, sensitivity. If you're a salesperson, you're going to hear no. Yeah, right. Their customers are going to tell you. you got to be able to take that. And if your sensitivity is super high and your feelings get hurt, probably not, not a job. The best fit. Not the best fit. Right. And, no. and, and, and the employer loses in both of those scenarios because even because if the employee, leave, employee leaves because they're too sensitive and can't handle no, the company spent all that money training them, spent right. all the time and effort and energy developing them, only to have them quit, now they got to start over. Right. So that's a problem. Bigger problem? What happens if the employee stays? Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, you know, now you got someone who's unproductive that isn't going to go anywhere, and if you're going to force them to go anywhere, that requires effort and documentation yes. and time and time for corrective action, and, and heaven forbid you, someone doesn't handle that properly, now you're talking about possible lawsuits and drama associated with that. It's just not worth it. So hire right the first time. That is available. This is available to companies now. Yes, so I'm a huge advocate for skill, attitude, personality-based ass assessments to match people to the jobs and to their supervisors to min minimize conflict and drama. You know, part of it's just even if you got good employees, you got to retain them too. It's not just hiring, but you got to retain them. Right. If there's drama and conflict between the supervisors or, you know, they leave, guess what? There you are, you're out more. Right. All right, you've heard it here, businesses. So thank you for your time. We'll see you next